Good evening. Welcome back to Dinnertime Discipleship. It's been uh, quite a while till we've posted a podcast. Uh, we're sorry we were away for so long, but uh, we've been pretty busy at work and at home and a little bit of uh, some health issues going on. And on top of all that, we're uh, off on vacation as well. So it's been kind of busy the past few weeks, uh, but we are back and we're kind of settled in. And so we're uh, intending to get back to our normal normal podcasting routine. Uh, I've got to do the usual introductions, right? So everybody say hi. 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 So we've got um, new technology here. Previously, we were using a single microphone that we were all kind of sharing. We put it in the middle of the room, and all of us would talk. And the uh, you know the, the quieter folks were a little bit harder to hear. And so now we've got uh, individual mics for everybody, clip-on mics. And so hopefully you'll be able to hear everybody pretty clearly and uh, hear the brilliant, brilliant things that some of the quiet people have to, have to say. Let me mute my, uh, my computer here so it's not interrupting. Okay. Um, we have Christine. Hi, Christine. Hi, Christine. Noah. Hey. Noah's, what, 15? Yeah. Eva's 13. Hi, Eva. Hi. Leela. How old are you? Eight. <coughs> Say hi. 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 Um, hi. Today's topic is going to be, I, I don't know if we have a title for it, but we, we posted something about it, a few, I guess, about a week or two ago. It was near July 4th, and it was the question was something like, <clears throat> is it okay or is it possible even uh, to, to pledge your allegiance to multiple things, or to multiple people, or to multiple ideas. For example, is it possible, in, in the United States, I know there's people listening to this podcast who are from all over the world, and so uh, I don't want to assume that everybody is familiar with American customs and traditions, but in the United States, we recite the Pledge of Allegiance, and children, school children, recite the pledge uh, almost every morning, and the pledge says... Uh, I, I can just repeat it. It's been a while since I've recited it, so kids, correct me if I'm wrong. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Yes, that's Is right. Is that correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Very good. Um, some people omit under God. So, anyway... The, the main purpose of the pledge is to pledge allegiance to the flag and pledge allegiance to America. And the question is, I mean, yes, the pledge, the American pledge does say under God. So it, it acknowledges God and that we are under his power. So that, that's fine. Um, but, but the sort of bigger question is, can we pledge allegiance to something like a flag or a country an ideal um, person, anything, and at the same time, pledge allegiance to Jesus. Can we explain what allegiance means? What does it mean? Kids, what do y'all think that means? When you when you say the pledge at school in the morning, and you say, I pledge allegiance to the flag, what, what, are, you, what are you saying? It means you'll stay with America, like you'll stay on its side. Okay. Anybody else have any input? Any thoughts on what that might mean? Is it just something your teacher makes you do and you just do it because everybody else is? Yeah? <laughs> Get blank stares. 
I think you're on the right track, Eva. I think that allegiance, another word for that would be like loyalty. Or allies. Yeah, ally. That's where we get the word ally from. So um, allegiance means loyalty. So do you understand what, what dad means then when he says, can you pledge loyalty to the American flag and also have loyalty to other things like Jesus? Is it okay to have loyalty to both? And one scripture that comes to mind is, what is it? Jesus says, a man cannot serve two masters. Mm -hmm. Either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will love the one and hate the other. Mm -hmm. God cannot, a man cannot serve both God and mammon, mm -hmm. which mammon means like money, Stuff. material things, things like that. So I guess the question becomes, when you say you're pledging allegiance, does that mean that you are saying this thing is the thing you're pledging allegiance to? That thing is my master. Is that what you're saying? Because if Jesus says you, you can't have two masters, then that definitely means that you, God should be your only master. You don't have to raise your hand. I think when you say pledge allegiance, if allegiance means ally, and well, ally doesn't mean master, does it? Ally doesn't mean master, but. Let's not confuse things. The word ally and the word allegiance might be related to each other. I don't know if they are, but they probably are. But that doesn't mean that allegiance means ally. Allegiance, I have the definition right here. Allegiance is loyalty or commitment of a subordinate to a superior to a, for a group or, or cause. So you're pledging loyalty and commitment to the United States flag. I'm just giving an example. I'm not trying to pick on the Pledge of Allegiance. I mean, I love America. I love our country. That's not, I think we all do, that's not um, the purpose of this discussion. That's just an example, right? Because it was the 4th of July recently, which is America's Independence Day. And so it's a convenient, easy example. You have the Pledge of Allegiance, which means you're, you're pledging your loyalty or commitment to the American flag. Can you, the question is, can you pledge your loyalty or commitment to the American flag, and at the same time, pledge your allegiance and or your loyalty and commitment to God. Well, you can, because uh, um, it's not like God's the only person you can be loyal to. You can you can be loyal to God and someone else. Like like you're you can be loyal to your parents and God, and uh, you can also be loyal to the country and God. So mm, that's good. So is that always true? Can you always be loyal to both? Um, for example, what if you are drafted into the military or you, you volunteer for the military and you're, you've, you're in the military, I mean, everything's based on orders, right? It's a hierarchy, chain of command. So if your superior officer tells you to do some, do X, Y, Z, if he tells you, you know, you need to go fight this war and kill this person and you think they're innocent, they've done nothing wrong then morally you might have a problem with that. Moral, on the one hand, your military or country is telling you, go kill this person. On the other hand, your God is telling you, you shall not murder. Now there are some wars that are just and some wars that are unjust. Let's say, for example, this war is unjust. Let's say the war is motivated by money or land. And 
you have to kill this person. Your military or country is telling you to kill this person. Your God is telling you, you shall not kill. Well, you like, shall not murder. The military is telling you to do it out of greed, but in, God's telling you not to murder because he loves everyone. Yeah, so in, in this case, it's not... Um, you should only pledge allegiance to God because if your country is telling you to do this, then uh, to murder someone, then that's not the time to do both. Yeah, I agree with that. And Eva, what did you say a second ago? <laughs> that's her I forgot face. Oh, yeah, I was saying that the military wants you to kill them because of greed. And God? He wants you to not murder because he loves them. Okay, okay. So remember that thought because that's an interesting question. That bring that, that what you just said brings an interesting question to mind. But no, I agree with you that you can have loyalty and commitment to two things, but when they conflict with each other, right? Mm -hmm. There's a problem, and when there's a problem, when there's a conflict, who do you choose? God. Okay. What so yeah. So yeah. Oh, sorry. One more thing. Yeah. So uh, you should. You can pledge allegiance to both. But don't pledge allegiance to the country enough that you have to do what God tells you not to do. Okay. What do you think, Lila? I go with Noah. You go with Noah? What does that mean? Do you agree that you should obey God first and love your country second? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um... I, I wanted to ask uh, Eva a question okay. based on what she said a second ago. Eva said that the military's motivation is greed. And again, that's, we're not saying that's always the motivation. We're just saying that in some countries, at some times, in some wars or some battles, greed may be the motivation, right? We're not picking on America here. Um, so, so the military's motivation is greed in that, in that example. And God's motivation is love. Here's my question to you. Let's flip it around. Let's say, well, does it matter what the motivation is? If God tells you to do one thing, does his motivation matter? If God tells you to do one thing and somebody else tells you to do something else, and those things conflict, should we care about what their motivations are? Should we just do what God says regardless? You should obey God regardless. So what if, let's talk about the Old Testament. There is examples where... What are you rubbing on my leg? Lotion. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> uh, there's examples in the Old Testament where, and Christine is a bigger expert on this than me. Um, can you think? I can think of some think of some examples in the Old Testament where God asks us to, or asks people to do things that might seem to be might seem to have bad motivations. Mm-hmm. Um, so what about those instances? Like, can you think of one off the top of your head? I can think of a couple. So one that I'm thinking of, and it's been a long time since I read this story, is the story of the Amalekites. Do you, are you all familiar with that story, kids? Does it sound even a little bit familiar? So the Amalekites were enemies of Israel. And um, God told them, God told Israel to go to war with the Amalekites and completely wipe them out, kill every last one of them, kill the moms, the dads, the babies, the cattle, everything, because they were such a sinful people. They were so offensive to God that they like had tarnished or like destroyed, tainted 
the earth. Everything was tainted with this sin. And God said, we need to completely wipe this out. And that's a really, really hard thing because you think like they're babies, like they're innocent. How, how would they have known? Um, and, and I don't have a good reason for, you know, why, why that's justifiable, but God told them to do it. God is not wrong. Um, and I've heard some say that they, that level of sin that they had in them needed to be wiped out and God chose to use his people to do it. Um, sort of as an example of how radical we need to be with our own sin, that we need to be very drastic when it comes to getting rid of our sin. Now, God has told those people to do something that, you know, he said, don't murder, right? Mm -hmm. But then he's also giving them instructions to go wipe out these people. How do you, how do you reconcile that? How do you, do you understand what I mean, Lila, when I say, how do you reconcile that? Like, how could God say don't murder, but then also say you have to wipe out these whole people? Is it murder if God told you to do it? An interesting question. What do you think? No. Well, I guess God made the rules, so if he wants to, he can bend them. Well, I don't know about that. Well, he's, he's, if he's telling you to murder, he's kind of making an exception for you because um, murder is just killing someone just for fun. But if... <laughs> for fun? <laughs> yeah, so... Let's go kill somebody. Yeah. No. Anyway, I'm sorry. Continue. Yeah, so God's kind of making an exception for you because um, he's... If he tells you not to murder, but he says that you can, uh, then it's not really saying it because he's not going to get mad at you for doing what he told you to do. So it's possible that he makes an exception, or it's also possible that it's it doesn't count as murder. It, it It's not murder. Because God has told us murder is sin, and God would never command you to sin. And if murder is sin, and God is telling you to do it, then in that case, it must not be murder. Yes. Or he's making an exception. But I don't think that God makes a lot of exceptions when it comes to sin. I don't think he says, you know what? This, this sin is an abomination to me. It's, a, it's abhorrent. It's this terrible thing. But you can do it this one time. I don't think God says that. I think that he will ask us to do things that are not sin. What is it? Um, why would he ask you to use sin against someone who's sinning? That's another good point, yeah. So I think that's another reason why it's probably not sin in that instance. Well, I mean, it's, it's kind of simple that it's not sin because um, God, like punishing you for murdering even though he told you to is like you like um you told me not to do something but you told me i can this one time and i do it and then you get mad at me for it so that's if god like counted that as a sin then that's what it would be that's what it would be like so i think there's an element that we're missing here and that is that god does not compromise on holiness he demands holiness he is holy and so He's not going to tell you to do something unholy. So in the in, in the example that I gave with the Amalekites, they were they were a very unholy group of people. God demands holiness. So can you see in that context why wiping out unholiness makes sense? Mm -hmm. Yes. Could you see why God asking you to do something like like we said killing somebody in the name of holiness 
makes sense. It's not something that God takes lightly. It's not like God says, oh, oh, you made me mad. That's it. God, in the Bible, you see opportunities over and over and over and over and over again that God gives people to accept holiness. But he is a holy God and he has a right to demand holiness from his people. And if we refuse it, we face the consequence. That's hard to swallow. That's hard to accept. Do you understand, Leela, when I say God demands holiness, what that means? What does that mean in your own words? Well, it's not really easy to explain, but... Okay, so here's the thing. God does not going to just be like, oh, you're unholy, that's okay. Eh, whatever. He's never going to do that. He expects holiness from us. There's Jesus says, be holy as I am holy. Or God says that. Be holy as I am holy. He expects you to be different. To be holy means to be different, completely other. And he has the right to expect that from us. He has the right to... Um, cleanse the world of unholiness. We saw him do that with the ark, with Noah's ark. Wasn't he cleansing the world of unholiness? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's the same instance. Um, so God is telling us, Leela, that we need to be holy. And when we're not holy, that means that we need to be prepared to suffer the consequence. Okay, does that make sense? So that's kind of like what happened with the Amalekites. He's telling them, you need to be holy. They're not listening. They're going to suffer the consequences. With Noah's Ark, same thing. They suffer the consequences. So getting back to this pledging allegiance to the flag thing. Now, you can obey God and your country at the same time, and that's fine. There are instances, there are times, Lilo, when, you, when one is asking you to do something that disagrees with the other one. So your country might be asking you to do something that goes against what God says. What do you think you should choose? Holiness or obedience to your country and allegiance to your country? Holiness. Why? Because um, when you die, none of this countries of matters. Ooh, interesting. What do you mean? Explain that in more detail. Um, well... Uh, I don't know. What do you think? You do know. That's a great thought. Explain it. What do you mean when you say this doesn't matter, the country doesn't matter after you die? It doesn't matter to you because when you die, uh, what happens to the country doesn't happen to you. Like, it doesn't, nothing that happens on earth will affect you after you die. Okay, so you're saying that, like, when you die, you're not an American anymore. Nobody cares if you're an American. Like, when you're in heaven... It's not like God's going to separate all people in heaven by who's American and who's Chinese and who's, you know, whatever. Right. Okay. Were you about to say something, Eva? I forgot what it was. Keep forgetting. Things. I agree with Noah. I think that's a great point that there are no Americans in heaven. There are no Canadians. There are no Mexicans. There are no Indians. Just, just like there's that one verse that says there's no man, male, or female, or... Mm -hmm. Slave or Greek, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. the Bible expressly tells us that. Um, so it's important then that the things that we invest in while we are here on earth, it's okay to have loyalty to your country, but it's not the most important loyalty that you have. 
In fact, I think that there's probably, there's other loyalties that we have as well that we, we, we could consider. For example, your dad and I have a loyalty. What is that loyalty called? Marriage. Marriage. That's a loyalty that we have to each other, right? Mm -hmm. But it stops at whenever something in our marriage makes us, or that conflicts with what Jesus tells us to do, right? So if mom said, if you want to stay married to me, you have to go murder this person. Don't say that. I'm not going to. (laughs) I, I, I cannot do that, right? I can't do that. So the verse that uh, I think Ron was referring to, there is, or Noah was referring to, there is, uh, it's Galatians 3.28. There is neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. This is true. This is true even today. This is our... I mean, of course, there's, there are Jews and Greeks and slaves and free people and men and women. That's, that's not what this verse is saying. It's saying that in Christ Jesus, in Jesus, and when we're talking about spiritual things and heavenly things, these distinctions don't exist anymore. They don't matter. God doesn't need those things the way we need those things. And Jesus says in another place that there is no uh, marriage. There are no husbands and wives in heaven. Okay? So... That, that sort of, um, that, 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 that carries on, that extends Noah's point about how all these things, it's not just no Americans in heaven, there's none of these things that I just mentioned. None of them in heaven. There's no husbands or wives, Jews, Greeks, slaves, free, male, female. There's nothing like, well, I shouldn't say there's nothing like that in heaven, but those, those things don't matter in heaven. And some of them don't exist in heaven, like marriage, for example. And so the thing that does matter, the thing that does exist in this world and the world to come is Jesus, is God, Mm -hmm. right? And so our allegiance should be only to God and not these other things because none of them will exist or none of them will matter in the world to come. Do you think only only God will exist and only God will matter? Do you think that we should have allegiance only to God or primarily to God? I think it's primarily. 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 Do you understand the difference, Leela, between having allegiance only to God and having allegiance primarily to God? Do you understand what I mean when I say that? I don't know what primarily means. Primarily means first. So we're saying that's the difference between saying I'm only going to be loyal to God and to nothing else, or should we be loyal to God first and everything else next? Second. The second thing, yeah. yeah. Why? But, I'm sorry, go ahead. Why do you think that's such a big deal to be loyal to God first and everything else second? Well, because love is more important than greed. Okay, well, I wouldn't put, like, greed, but... You think love is more important than anything else? Not anything else, but... Okay, so why is it important to keep God first and everything else second? What happens if you are loyal to something more than you're loyal to God? What do you think might happen? You don't know? Can you, Noah and Eva, can y'all think of a reason or something that might happen if you're loyal to something else more than you're loyal to God? It's called an idol and it's, it'll, it stop being a Christian if you're loyal to something more than God. Like, if you value your country more than God, then instead of being a Christian, you'll be a country. 
African American. Yeah. There's actually a name for that. It's called um, what is it? Uh, Christian nationalist. Is that the word I'm thinking of? Uh, that's the made-up term. I don't know if it's like an official term, but I call it that Christian nationalism. Can you expand on what that what that means to be a Christian nationalist? Yeah, it, it's when you have, at least my definition of it is when you have when you mix up your country, your allegiance to your country, and your allegiance to God. In other words, your allegiance to God is no longer primary. It's not first before your country. They're the same. Or maybe even your allegiance to your country matters more to you than your allegiance to God. Um, I think that's, that's what is, easy definition. What would you call it then when... Um, you know, when people want the laws in a country to reflect their religion, I guess that would be a theocracy, right? Correct. Do you kids understand what I just said about a theocracy? Yeah. That means that you want the laws in your country to match the laws in your religion. So, no murdering, no stealing. Basically, all of the rules of Christianity are the same rules of your country. Yes. So there are some Muslim countries that are like that. Um, there are theocracies where the religious law is the national law. Um, so it's, it's a little bit harder to find here in the West, but in the East you see it uh, more commonly. But um, Daddy can probably speak about this better than I can, about um, the troubles that we can get into when we have a theocracy. Leela, do you remember what I said a theocracy is? The... When the laws of your country match, I know what it means. The laws of your religion. Yes. Okay. So, Dad, can you explain a little bit about what what kind of trouble that could cause when you have a Christian theocracy? Like, what are some pitfalls of that? Well, I'm not an expert by any means, but I think I can think of some problems that might come from that. Um, for example, whose version of Christianity should we implement as the law? Mm. So remember we talked about um, like Mormonism? Oh, yeah, there are multiple versions of Christianity, but I mean, are, is Mormonism not actual Christianity? That's, Mormons will say yes, um, mainstream Christians will probably say no. So, Wait, again, sorry. that, that kind of causes trouble when it comes to making laws, right? Yeah, so you mean like other versions of Christianity, like Catholicism or uh, Orthodox? Catholicism, yes. Or like, Catholic. you know, you say Catholicism? Like Catholicism. Catholicism. <laughs> That's cute. Catholicism. 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 Okay. Catholics and Catholicism. Okay. So that that's one type of Christianity. There's Pentecostals and there's Baptists and there's Southern Baptists and there's uh, Mennonites and there's all different types of Christians. They, so, most of them are united on some key truths, right? Mm -hmm. So like Jesus uh, is is the Son of God. Or Jesus is God. There's a Trinity. Jesus died for our sins. He wrote, physically rose from the dead. Things like that. Those are key truths that most most uh, denominations of Christianity will agree on. But they disagree on a lot of the smaller things. So, and, and those smaller things are the things that you would implement as laws. I mean, it doesn't make sense to take those key things that we all agree on 
and make those laws, right? I mean, we're going to make a law that Jesus is God. That's not a law. I mean, laws are things you follow. Laws are things you can break, right? And so you can make a law that everyone must believe that Jesus is God, but, you know, that's... How do you enforce that? How do you enforce that? How do you police that? That's, That's a problem. And a lot of these smaller things that we all disagree on, you can make laws on those, like, should we observe the Sabbath? Well, some people say yes, some people say no. Some people say you can, some people say you have to, some people say not, not at all. You can make laws on that, but we would all, whose version do you, do you implement? So it's, it's kind of hard to implement, right? So kids, what do you guys think? I want to hear from each of you, starting with Leela. Do you think that American laws and Christian laws should be the same? Yes. Why? Because, let's see, say somebody murders somebody. Okay. That's not right because it's like if that were like a law here, then it would be better because you get what I mean. Yeah, you're saying in a situation like with murder, it's good that they're both the same. Mm-hmm. Can you think of a situation where they it might not be good that they're the same? Hmm. No. No? That's a great point, though, because it's one of my pet peeves. People say you cannot legislate morality, which is ridiculous. That's what law is. It is the legislation of morality. Mm-hmm. You're taking moral principles and putting them into law so that everybody must follow them, and if they don't, there's a punishment. It's something they teach us in law school early on, that you know, law is, or punishment Right is is the is the moral outrage of of your peers of society being directed to you. That's an interesting way to think of it. But yeah, you're right that morality and laws are. I don't say they're the same, but they're very close. Maybe the same. Anyway, we're off point. It, but but. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Noah, what do you think? Should Christian laws and American laws be the same? Um, I think most of them should. Like murder or theft or any of that stuff, those are Christian laws. They should also be, uh, they should also be country laws. But like believing in Jesus should not be the country law because uh, other people from other countries will see that and think, oh, people are being forced to be Christians, but Christians must be forcing these people to be Christians. So that's kind of giving Christianity a bad reputation. That's a great point. I agree with that. Yeah, and I think we should take God's example. God does not force us to follow Him. God does not uh, force us to follow His rules. God does not force us to believe in Him. Right? He doesn't force. So why why would we force those things? Well, we're still subject to the consequences of not following those rules, but He doesn't force us. So I think. What you said, Noah, is really intelligent. Um, Thank you. And you make a very good point that it's not within the character of God to um, force people to obey Him and believe in Him because that's it tends to have the opposite effect, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. What about you, Eva? What do you think? Do you think that American law and Christian law should be the same thing? I think that different versions of Christianity could agree each other on rules like uh, no murdering, no theft, just common rules. And 
what about where they differ? Where should American laws and Christian laws be different? Well, you, you said that you, I think that what you were saying is that there should be exceptions, that American law and Christian law shouldn't be exactly the same, but on some things there should be, but on other things, what? Like, not even have to be Christian. Okay. Like, like Noah said, some people, it would give Christianity a bad reputation. So, not really want to be a Christian. So, just a little bit of a tangent topic I wanted to ask, um, or maybe just give some food for thought. I've, had, I've heard people say, like, complaining about how there's no prayer allowed in schools, or they're not, teachers aren't allowed to teach the Bible in school. Um, what do y'all think about that? Do you think that public schools should be allowed to teach the Bible? Well, why don't we punt on that one? That's like a whole different topic we could talk about for a long time. Okay. I just want a quick mm-hmm. yes or no. What do you think? Should teachers be allowed to teach the Bible in school? For me, it's a firm no. Okay. I, I know why, but just hang on. I want to hear from the kids. What do you think? Maybe they could have like a little parent form inside. <laughs> Maybe with permission? What do you think, Noah? Uh, no. No? What about you, Leela? You don't know? Would you like question, it? question because I think she didn't get it. Do you think that teachers should be allowed to teach the Bible and, and, and pray in school? Yes? Mm-hmm. Well, I think to some people it could be a word close to offensive, maybe. Maybe offensive? It could be. And I think the reason, just real quick, I know this is a whole other topic, but real quick, the reason that I, your dad and I are not in favor of it is because if teachers are allowed to teach Christianity in school, then they should also be allowed to teach Hinduism and Islam and everything else. And it's not the teacher's responsibility to teach that. Yeah, it's, it's your parents' responsibility. It's, it's like what I said, because one, uh, for people who are not Christians and when the teacher's teaching about Christianity, it's going to be like a thing that they're like... Like doing Christian things, it's gonna, they're gonna think of it as like a job, like something they They were forced to do. Yes. And also, um, people who have other religions and are being taught about Christianity, they're just, um, they're just gonna not like Christians because they're gonna think that this is what the common Christian does. Could be, yeah. There's a lot more to say on that subject, like tons more, but I just, I'm curious what you guys thought. Um, because it, it is kind of overlapping with the idea of pledging allegiance to God. And, you know, why do we say that in school, that we pledge allegiance to the flag, but we don't pledge allegiance to God? Not everybody has the same God, and is it, is it really the right thing to do to force other people to pledge allegiance to God? I don't think it is. That doesn't gel with who God is. Yeah, because um, God uh, gives us a free will. He doesn't force, he doesn't force us to, to believe in Him. Um, and we're supposed to like be like God, so... Uh, it wouldn't be being like God if we force people to believe in him. Okay. Final question I have. Why do you think it is that we have to say the pledge at school? Why do, why do we do that? Because it's school. Why? Who made the rule and why do you think... Oh, I, don't, I, don't, I guess it doesn't matter who made the rule, but why? Because why is it such a big deal that we do that every day? Because they want lots of people to be... On America's side? Because the people fought a long time ago uh, should be respected. Is that why that we put our hands like on their hearts? And yes. Yeah, it's like making a solemn oath. I don't know that it's a solemn oath, but it's it's a promise. 
What do you think? Why do you think it's such a big deal that we, we say the pledge? You don't know? Just because your teacher tells you to, and yeah. it's really cute when you're little and you say it, and you're like five, and you have no idea what you're <laughs> even saying. <laughs> um, I think part of the reason, like Noah was saying, is that um, there are people who, you know, they fought for our country and they deserve respect. We we should respect our country. We should be loyal to our country. We shouldn't, you know, badmouth our country to other people um, if the, if our country doesn't deserve it. I mean, I, I think, and there are certain ways that our country does deserve it. However. We are. We love our country. We're loyal to our country. We don't give away secrets of our country to other people. We don't fight against our country in wars, things like that. Um, and and that's important. I think that you know our country is one worth fighting for and pledging loyalty to, but certainly not above pledging loyalty to God. Yeah, all good thoughts. Any last comments, Leela? We'll let you have the last word. What do you think about this whole topic today? Well, okay, if you don't have any more thoughts, why don't you pray and close this out? Go ahead. Go ahead. You're good. You volunteered a bunch last time. Go ahead. That doesn't mean I want to do it this time. That's okay. Make it short and sweet if you're nervous. You want me to do it? Come on. Dear God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, thank you that we get to do these podcasts and that we finally got to do one. And hmm, that we're finally on vacation and we get to finally spend some time together. Amen. 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 Bye. 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 Bye.